Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the September 26th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's podcast, we're going to take a look at some of the highlights from Electrical Marketing's August Electrical Price Index and explore a new feature we're starting up on our Today's Electrical Economy podcast, our state snapshots to offer you some insight into some of the faster-growing electrical markets in the United States. This week, we're going to be looking at the state of Tennessee. We'll also be checking out some weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and the electrical market may be headed in the coming months. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring our series of today's Electrical Economy podcast for 2022. For the week ending September 17th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 213,000. That's an increase of 5,000 claims from the previous week's revised level. The four-week moving average for unemployment claims was 216,750, and that's decreased from 6, of 6,000 from the previous week's revised average. In August, the unemployment rate rose by 0.2% to 3.7%. The number of unemployed persons increased then from by 344,000. The five states had the biggest decrease in initial unemployment claims were Indiana with a decrease of 1,061, Arkansas with a decrease of 464, Oklahoma with a decrease of 330, Kentucky with a decrease of 292, Wisconsin with a decrease of 180, and Kansas with a decrease of 108. We did, however, see a pretty good-sized bump in unemployment claims in the most recent report, and we'll be watching this indicator closely over the next few months. Seven states had increases in unemployment claims of at least 1,000 for the week ending September the 17th. These states were Michigan, with an increase of 6,167, Massachusetts, with an increase of 2,559, New York, with an increase of 2,185, Georgia, with an increase of 1,666, California, up 1,631, New Jersey up 1,057, and Missouri up 1,054. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. AAR publishes this data weekly. For the most recent week, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 490,654 carloads and unit, and that's down 2.9% compared with the same week last year. Total combined U.S. Re- traffic for the first 37 weeks of 2022 was 18,293,877 carloads and units, and that's a decrease of 2.7% compared to last year. When you look at the September 17th AAR data, there were decreases in the individual freight categories that had picked up again. Petroleum and petroleum products were down 10.8%. That was followed by a decrease of 7.2% in metallic ores and metals. Grain was down 7.2%. On the flip side, six of the individual freight categories did show increases. That includes non-metallic minerals at 4.3%, farm products excluding grain and food at 4.1%, 
colon chemicals, both at 3.6%, and motor vehicles and parts, up 1.1%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, and that tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available each week by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. In this slide, you'll see, get an idea of where all the largest oil and gas deposits are. It gives you a good sense of just how many of these large oil players are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. This slide gives, shows you the drilling activity on both the state and metro basis. On a state basis, although Texas did lose two weeks in the most we recent weekly data, it's still up 120 rigs over 2021 at this time of the year for a 50% increase. New Mexico gained 27 rigs. Oklahoma had an increase of 26 rigs and Louisiana was up 23 rigs. North Dakota added 15 rigs, but with a total rig count of 37 rigs, it's right now is much smaller than the other markets just mentioned. With all the activity in the geopolitical arena, the downturn in bonds and stocks, oil prices are particularly volatile right now, and they hit an eight-month low on Friday at $78 per barrel when measured at the WTI prices. They remained under $80 a barrel when this podcast was recorded on Monday, September the 26th. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because he's the leading economic indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. With the bond, equity, and commodity markets being in such turmoil right now in large part because of the geopolitical situation, we can expect more volatility in copper, at least over the short term. Copper prices have slid about 5.4% over the past week from $3.50 to $3.31. They've also slid pretty significantly since the beginning of the year. Right beginning of January, we saw copper prices at $4.50 a pound. They're down 26.4% since then. We're starting to get some better news on the pricing front. Let's take a, look, take a look at where the prices are headed in Electrical Marketing's Electrical Price Index, which tabulates historical pricing data for more than 20 key electrical product groups. Electrical marketing has been getting this data monthly from Standard & Poor's since the 1990s, and the current and historical date is available as part of a $99 annual subscription to Electrical Marketing Newsletter. We saw some mo more moderate price increases in electrical product categories in August. The total index was up just 0.3%, and the year-over-year -year change was down to 11.6%, which, while still high, is still down significantly from earlier in the year when we were seeing year-over-year -year monthly increases in the mid to high teens. Switchgear was up pretty significantly, up at 5.3% in August over July, and still up 28.6% when you look at it on a year-over-year -year basis. Power wiring cable up 2.2% for the month and 24.7% for the year. Fuse is up 2.1% and up 22.2%. Paddle boards and switchgears were the, was the only other product area up at least 2% for the month. It's also the only other product area. Uh, outside of boxes that was up 21.4% for the year. We saw some other fairly significant increases for the month in non-metallic conduit up 1.7%, transformers also up 1.7%, wiring devices and connectors up 1.6%, boxes up 1.7%. 
It's market planning season, and electrical industry execs now want to know which states will offer the most sales potential so they can allocate their resources most effectively. If you're a distributor, you might be looking to open a new branch, make a new hire, or pump up inventory to service a local market. If you're a rep, you might be looking to estimate a local market or state's sales potential to see where to invest your sales time. Electrical manufacturers also need to know which local markets are growing the fastest so they can make sure they have some solid business relationships with the distributors and reps in those markets to go after new business. The state data that Electrical Marketing Newsletter offers can help electrical execs make smarter business decisions. Today, let's look at the state of Tennessee. I selected Tennessee for this week's podcast because its statewide total electrical sales potential is tracking well ahead of the national data on both a quarter-to-quarter at 5.2% increase and annual at a 6.1% increase. The Knoxville and Johnson City MSAs are tracking above those numbers based on electrical marketing sales per employee multipliers, which we use to provide this electrical sales potential. Electrical marketing estimates that as a whole, Tennessee has $2.8 billion in electrical sales potential. Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville, and the Chattanooga Metropolitan Statistical Area together account for about 70% of the state's electrical sales potential, according to our estimates. Now let's take a quick look at Nashville, the state's largest electrical market. It accounts for an estimated 32.4% of the state's total electrical sales potential, according to electrical marketers' estimates. And in this chart, you can see some of the highlights of the data that we collect for each state and MSA. We calculate that uh, Nashville's electrical contractor employment is about 7,302, and that's through the second quarter of 2022. The Bureau of Labor Statistics provides a 2021 electrician figure for the Nashville Metro of 4,720. Along with single-family building permits, which are tracking 4.5% up year-over-year through August in a tough housing market, Nashville is also showing some significant population growth. For instance, between 2015 and 2020, this metro area added 155,244 new residents. One of the other reasons we decided to take a look at Tennessee for this podcast is some of these large construction projects that are underway or on the drawing boards. One of the largest that just got underway just the other week is the Ford Motor Company beginning the construction of its $5.6 billion electric vehicle manufacturing complex in western Tennessee, not far from the Memphis metropolitan area. The site, known as the Blue Oval City, it stretches across six square miles. It's about three times the size of the historic Rouge complex built that Henry Ford built in Michigan about a century ago to make two Model Ts. By 2025, the Blue Oval site is expected to have 6,000 workers building electric pickup trucks and EV batteries. It, it's in a joint venture with the South Korean battery partner, SK Innovation. There's also uh, on the EV side, a large battery plant being built by Tritium, and that's gonna be building both electric vehicles and EV batteries in Lebanon. Another large project, Galatian, Tennessee, a data center being built by Facebook. And we have a $158 million Crow Lodges warehouse being built in Lebanon, Tennessee, that is now in the planning stages. Special thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series in 2022. Hope you enjoyed our new state data profiles that we're providing. We're hoping to be able to do that over the next couple podcasts to give you a little additional information for your 2023 market planning. Please give me a shout out if you have any questions on the data that we covered in today's podcast. Our next presentation will be on October the 10th. Until then, be happy, stay healthy. Look forward to chatting with you in a couple weeks.